This week on the Coach Mac Podcast, we continue talking spring ball and check in after the team's first scrimmage. We also have a surprise guest along with our assistant coach joining us this week. It's Tavita Thompson who takes over as the offensive line and running game coordinator this year. Thanks as always for listening and hope you enjoy another episode. All right, week three of the Coach Mac Podcast. How you doing? Uh, doing great in uh, practice number 10 in the books today and, and uh, it was good. We were actually talking with the team that when you look in into it you know we do 10 practices we won't even be two weeks uh of fall camp preparing uh you know to get ready to go to michigan state so um you know the guys understanding that we can't let a day go by we've got to get a little bit better every day you feel like the guys are getting a little bit better each day absolutely absolutely you know our numbers we've had some injuries but they're not you know uh you know, ones that are going to hold guys out forever and that kind of stuff. But uh, so we had to adjust some practices as we did in the scrimmage where we didn't get a uh, – normally we get somewhere between 137 and 148 uh, snaps. We were right at the 101 mark, and yet everybody got enough reps. And, and so that was a good thing. And, and so we've altered a little bit in what we're doing uh, just to make sure that, that the guys are getting taken care of. How much you've done so many spring balls and fall camps and so many years as a coach? How much do you alter it? How much do you keep it the same each year? Well, there there's certain things, no matter what, in those practices that that you go in that you need to cover and you need to get uh, handled. And yet, how you do it sometimes is based on you know the 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 numbers that you have in the different position groups. So you're not, you know, killing those that group and, and other guys aren't getting anything. You know, that it, it's a fine balance. So, you know, each year you, you, you put in all the things that you need to make sure that you get accomplished with that particular football team. And uh, then you fit it based on kind of the numbers that you have, how the practices go. And, and uh, that's what we've been able to do. And, and our staff's doing a fantastic job on the quality control piece of of a lot of the things that we needed to get better at, uh, that maybe we, uh, you know, didn't do well a year ago, uh, emphasizing some of those type of things, and yet some of the core things that you need to cover every, you know, uh, you know, through the spring practice, and you make sure you're checking those off. So we're actually ahead of schedule that way, and and um, you know, I'm proud of the staff for for being able to get it uh, put in. Ten practices in, and I know a long way until the season starts, but with some of those weaknesses from last year that you're focusing on, is anything sticking out on, hey, we look a lot better in this area so far through spring ball? Well, you know, number one, we've been taking care of the football a lot better, um, which has been which has been good. You know, we you have your occasional, you know, errant pass or, you know, that kind of thing, and, and uh, you know, you get some takeaways, but uh, – you know, taking care of the football, number one most important thing. You know, our our uh, turnover to, um, you know, takeaway numbers were god-awful and uh, as bad as I've ever been a part of. So uh, that's something that, that we really focused on. And, and then our, our ability to, you know, be productive down in the red area, we've been really working on that, and, and I see some good things happening. How about numbers-wise? I know I think the first podcast we did, you had mentioned there were a couple guys who were bummed that were injured, but overall, have you have you been able to do most of what you wanted you, to accomplish 10 practices you, in? We have, you know, and, and uh, credit those guys that, 
that you know are showing the toughness to get out there you know that that that's a that's a really positive thing and and uh you know some of the guys again nothing that's going to be you know ending for next season or that kind of thing but you know more precautionary than than uh than anything um but at the same time um proud of those guys that have been out there for those 10 practices all right, so we had our first scrimmage. Uh, was Friday, March 31st, last week. Uh, tell yeah. us your overall thoughts after watching that one. Well, I thought for, first off, I, you know, our pursuit angles weren't great at times, and and uh, defensively, and and we got outflanked and gave up some big big hits and or big runs, um, and and some big plays that way. But with that being said, for the first time, we're really tackling because you haven't been able to tackle, you know, until. Um, you know, the end of last season, I was uh, pretty proud of that. You know, and I thought, I thought the defense did some really good things uh, down, especially when we got down when we worked our our goal line stuff. Um, I thought was really good. Uh, we were much better offensively in coming out, which uh, we didn't do uh, worth a hill of beans a year ago. And you know, so those were some of those focus things that we had been working on, and and I could see that we had gotten better. Can you give us the the format of these scrimmages? Like, how how close is it to an actual game setting? What are you guys doing for those type of practices? Well, we we script situations, and uh, you know some of the situations happen when you're just moving the football. Um, you know, from a special team standpoint, you know we don't have our you know kickoff cover and kickoff return in yet. We do. We do some things, you know, in the special teams that some of the techniques that you got to do uh, for those. Uh, we do, however, kick field goals, and, and uh, we're able to really work on punt. And, and that was a big emphasis uh, last week, both punting coming out regular and, and pooch. And we'll get another look at that in this next scrimmage. And, and then seeing, you know, when, you, when you're evaluating guys, seeing those guys that are going to be valuable contributors on special teams you know we start to build that roster which a little bit's like a separate roster uh, when you're doing that as far as these guys are going to be core uh, these guys are going to be one or two special team guys um, we're able to do that um, and then we try to get different parts of the field and just moving the ball calling it uh, offense was up in the booth uh, working on you know with all the new guys there kind of working on how the the Game day coordination will go from that standpoint. I thought that that was good. We'll get another look at it this Friday. And, and uh, you know, it's it's about creating situations. And if it doesn't show up, we'll have a special period, you know, where we work on it. You talk about special teams, so I want to start there. A uh, couple new additions from the transfer department. You have a punter, Jake Walrath. Yeah. That Jake, comes Jake's in. Jake's doing a good job. And, obviously, it's great to have a guy that's, has experience in a college games mm -hmm. doing it um and you know there again he'll get another week of it uh here uh, on friday and and uh, it's been good with him he's a guy from tarleton state and utah yeah. state and then a place kicker tristan yep. matson comes from, from arkansas, arkansas state. state yeah he and josh rolston uh, are battling right now and it's great to see um i'll tell you what's great to see is see the ball go through the uprights mm. <laughs> that's been kind of exciting uh, Arkansas State is that a is that a Butch Jones connection there on that one? Yeah, you or? know, and he's a guy that just wanted a chance to play, uh, you know, and and he was their kickoff guy, and they had a couple uh, 
you know, to Butch's credit, they had a couple guys that were Groza, you know, award type people and, and this and that. And uh, so, you know, he wanted a chance to come and compete, and he's doing a heck of a job, and, and Josh is doing a good job too. Well, we love to hear that. And then on the other side, I know you're looking for someone to establish that kick returner, punt returner yeah, role. And yeah, and those two guys that came in, uh, Panunzio and, and Steph, um, you know, Steph was a well, he hit a couple home runs at Wisconsin as a kickoff returner, and and yet he can also do some punt return. And, and then Panunzio too is is a guy we we dropped way too many punts that, that lost games for us last year. We're part of losing games for us last year, and those two guys will solidify the return game. Now Panunzio, he I believe he played DB at Colorado State, but he's but going to play wideout for you guys. He actually did both. Did he both. He did okay. both. Played some nickel there. Played some wideout. Uh, kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, that one goes all the way back. His uncle and I coached together, and, and um, he had a brother that I recruited to uh, Colorado State, actually an older brother, and know the family. And he wanted an opportunity to, to come out and, and, and play, and he's doing a great job. And then you're talking about Steph Bracey, Jr. Uh, pretty cool to get another Bracey here inside the Chippewa program. Yeah, and a, a guy's got some, you know, he's, he's definitely got a second gear. He's a... He's a speed guy that, that we really missed a year ago. And uh, he's been dinged up a little bit, uh, has a little bit of a hamstring, and yet uh, uh, when he's been out there, he's really been productive, and you can see uh, the explosion there. One of those guys that can stretch the field for you offensively. Absolutely, and, and much needed. Well, very good. I like those couple of pieces. Um, how about the guys throwing the ball to him? You know, uh, i got to stop right here. I, they, you know, we're sitting here up here in, the, in our – lounge here outside my office and i've got a guy that just demond get over here come on guys this is uh demond williams uh demond put put those headsets on he uh how you doing demond what's up coach well the people right now on this podcast are going who the hell is this guy that they're just throwing on here but uh demond uh and i go way back recruited him uh at at michigan state he played for us He's now, uh, he has, in fact, a son that's a five-star recruit out of uh, Arizona, which yes, I, I, you know, I'm not talking about that. He's already committed, but DeMond uh, actually brought a group of players up here from Arizona and has been kind of our connection down there. I don't know if this is legal or not. I guess we could <laughs> check with, uh, you know, somebody, but you, you keep saying it's my podcast, it right? It is your podcast, yeah. Well, DeMond, tell me, <laughs> welcome to Mount Pleasant, man. No, I mean, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to get back up to Michigan and, man, to see a familiar face and not just a coach, by the way, guys. This is my father, a father figure of mine, and uh, just super excited to be here. Yeah, we go uh, we go back to – he was down at Pima Junior College, I think it was, when yes, I recruited sir. you, and, and – uh, you know, we brought him all the way up here and, and stayed in touch. Kind of, you know, that whole recruiting experience, you know, look back uh, how many years and years ago that was. But uh, how, how things have kind of changed, you know, especially uh, with what you're going through with your son and your seven-on-seven seven team and all the, all the things that you're doing for these young men. No, absolutely. I think uh, it's changed, I don't know if, if for the better or whatnot, but uh, – just to, to be able to go the amount of opportunities you get a chance to get on campus and, and see the coaches and uh, really see the program, right? And now kids can really dream, see, feel, touch, and like, hey, I can I can play here, right? right? Versus when it was only like a certain area of time that you can come up and those things, or maybe the resources weren't there where you can actually fly out to different places. 
I think that's what's changed for us. It's been such a cool journey for my son to be able to go out and see these uh, different coaches and see the different areas. Now I got a chance and um, I also coach at Basher High School, so it is absolutely legal. Yeah, I'm a coach. There. That's right. Um, there you go. That's right. I'm on the staff. Uh, but yeah, no, we, um, you know, being able to go do that with other kids, right, and, and see their dreams, and uh, they also play for my 707 team. We have a national 707 team out in Arizona, uh -huh. and a lot of those guys are out there working hard and you know just chasing a dream so it's pretty awesome to be a small part to right. of that sure. well it's been it's been great i i uh you know th there's nothing better than guys you coached and former players and and watching them grow up and and you being successful but being such a great dad man i appreciate it that, that that's what it's all about i'll and tell you what i had a lot of uh a lot of men in my life who showed me how to be a great dad, right? And uh, I thought, you know, no matter how many touchdowns you score, how many tackles you make, I think at the end of the day, being a good man uh, and being a good person in society uh, trumps all that. And um, that's I, I had a lot of good examples, um, being Coach Mack being one for sure. Well, you you uh, you coming out here and bringing these guys in, in uh, and we've made some headways actually because of that connection. And uh, I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Central Michigan is, is a – I don't know if it was a like a, a secret or something. I don't know. This is my first time being in Mount Pleasant, but we had a kid that played for us at our high school down in Bastion High School in, in Chandler, Arizona, uh, Ryan Blom, who I think is going to be a spectacular player um, for the Chippewas and didn't have the opportunity to come see um, the place. And, oh, my gosh, man, it is it – is, I don't know who's listening out there, but if you if you haven't put Central Michigan on your, on your radar, I think you definitely need to do that because they have some really great things and great men here and – Great support staff uh, here at Central Michigan. So it's been awesome. Well, you know, I just I saw him walk in the hallway here. I just I, it, this is kind of one of those impromptu things, man. This I, was a first. This has never happened where yeah. someone walks in and he goes, yeah. "Hey, sit down and put the headset on." <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. But yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, thanks, and I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to get a chance to visit when I get uh, done with this podcast. I'll try and go quick so we can get over to there you. you. All, All right. right, fire up chips. There nice. you go, man. Well, how about that? Is that our is that our interview, or do we still is that a added interview? No, we, I think that's just one of those cool things when you're sitting out here in the lobby. Certain guys walk by, and I think it's great. And, and the fact Demond, um, you know, came all the way out here, and, and it, it just speaks to the relationships you build mm. in this profession. You know, he's a guy that meant a lot to me, and and uh, had a really good career for us there at, at state and. You know, to be able to, to stay in touch with those guys over the years and then see them have kids. And then in this case, you know, hey, you know, Coach Max is a pretty good dude. You ought to go up and check it, or, you know, check it out. And we've had quite a few uh, old uh, Spartans uh, that have stayed in touch. And, and since we've gotten back here to Michigan, it, it's, it's kind of cool to see. He's going to be rooting for the Chippewas on September 2nd? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he will. There's no doubt about it. I and, like that. Uh, you know, it'll be good. Well, that's – I mean, you've said this before. That's kind of what it's all about, right? No. You get to mentor these young individuals and then see them beyond when you were coaching them and how they grow up and develop. And then to see them come back, it comes full circle. Well, and, and to hear the stories they tell about you as a coach, man, I must have been a knucklehead. So <laughs> How did I not ask him for some stories? <laughs> he would be able to. I, it, it's it's pretty funny, and, and yet uh, it puts a great smile on my face. And, and uh, you know, just being able to be a part, continue to be a part of these guys' lives. 
Does anybody else notice uh, when I bring up the quarterback, something else always seems to come up? We just shuffle away from what we were talking about. That was, you know, I yeah, said, tell I, me about the quarterback. You go, that, oh, bring this guy on. Yeah, I think it's time to go to a break. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time. Uh, tell I us, think, tell I us think about what, these guys. I think what we'll do is we'll go get Brandon. Oh, and, here we go. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll move to the next segment. But, uh, yeah, those guys are doing a good job, man. I'm, I'm excited to see them move the team on Friday. We get anything else or that's it? I'm excited to watch it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody, I'm trying. I'm trying to get you <laughs> some information. But uh, all right, fair enough. Let's go get our, our real interview here and get this thing rolling. Well, I just threw you a curveball. Well, that that was the first interview, right? That was yeah. the curveball. Well, well, this it, is like a slider well, yeah, or well, a fork ball. Well, you should know that. You, you're calling baseball <laughs> that's now. That's right. You know, I'm just trying to make it good. Uh, that's but, right. Uh, you know, Brandon actually is in with players watching film right now, so I don't. I'm not going to interrupt that. You're like a okay. five pitch pitcher that, yeah. that's got all these different <laughs> options. I'm like the hitter trying to figure out what he's throwing at me. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so was able to grab Tavita Thompson, our old line coach. Oh yeah, happy to be here. Well, you know, uh, over these years, and obviously you play in the position. Tell me how the transition has been from tight end to now getting closer to the football as you're, yeah. as you're working down. No doubt, no doubt. You know, you've been here working with the tight ends, obviously the tight ends and tackles and the combinations and the things that they have to do. I've always been pretty close to the O-line, and obviously, like Coach said, playing the position, my heart's always been there. Um, it's always been a great passion of mine, and so when Coach gave me the opportunity, uh, I mean, let's go, right? I mean, I jumped on it. It's a, it's a no-brainer for me. I I, I I want these guys to be the best that they can be. And so um, being able to pour myself into it and see their best come out, that's what it's all about. How, how uh, you know, how do you think, you know, obviously played the position, you know, had a little cup of coffee at the next level, all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, working with tight ends, kind of learning the passing game, mm-hmm. how has that helped you now as you move down into back back to O-line? You know, just understanding the importance of – Everybody has to do their job. Communication, so protection, for example, that's, you know, communicated with the back. We, and if we can get the back out, let's get them out. Let's block them. That's what we do as offensive line. We block people. We get paid to block people. So if we can take that pressure off the quarterback and get the running back out, that's important. And being a tight end, now you get to see the bigger pictures, right? You need the running back in certain spots. You need the tight end in certain spots. And so being able to direct the protections to get those guys out accordingly to those spots, that's a huge help. Then also being a tight end you get to see some problems that you know as an offensive line coach sometimes you don't see that little bit of edge pressure the things that are just outside the box that cause some issues um, and so that really helped me as an offensive line coach because now I know those edge issues and we can address them as a whole line and so that's been great and really fun for me kind of big picture view now obviously we've held a couple of guys out in um, you know Powell Woods and, and Keegan Smith and and Tell me how it's been with kind of these guys now, the younger guys, getting an opportunity. Well, that's exactly what it is, is an opportunity. And so obviously it's sad when your guys that you're counting on are out, but now you've opened up opportunity. And so um, we've been able to move some guys around, play multiple positions, and I feel like it helps them to learn now conceptually rather than okay on this I have a I have B I have this I have that now it's okay this is the play this is how we're going to decipher what they're giving us and this is how we're going to attack this front 
And so that's been really fun. And now you got guys that are, you know, I told these guys, if you want to play at the next level, I dare them to tell a scout they play a right guard or they play <laughs> left guard. You know what I mean? You got to be a football player. You got to know how to be able to play different positions. You got to have more value than just being a right tackle. And so what kind of value can you bring to this team? And that's going to help you later on to hopefully to reach your ultimate goals. So how has it been now? Obviously, uh, you know, we've now bringing in a new tight end coach who will get on uh, one of these days when he's not in meeting with guys, but uh, in Brandon Torrey, how, how has that relationship been? And, and how has it been, uh, you know, coupled that with, with Jake? back at the quarterback position it's been amazing you know jake is like getting a, a long lost brother back in the house and so um we kind of picked up right where we left off and we you know we've jake and i we've been talking for a while so it has been nice to you know the ideas we've bounced off each other for a while now we're together and we could actually do them and so that's really fun and then brandon tory my god he's gonna be uh, he's amazing Okay. I, I love his energy. I love everything about him. Um, he's an O-line guy, too, at heart, kind of like me, so he understands the run game and the things that we're trying to accomplish. Um, at the same time, he's coached tight ends before, so it's not like he's learning anything really, really new. All he has to learn is our offense, and he's implementing the things that he believes in, and our tight ends are getting better. So that's what I like to see. How, how – uh Tell me where we're at with our toughness. If there was a thing we didn't do a year ago is impose our will on yes. the defense. So yeah. tell me how we're coming. You know, we're getting there, Coach. We are definitely getting there, and that's a point of pride. You know, there's certain things in practice that are sacred to us, like team run. And so we have to approach every team run like that is the game. And so just changing the culture, that, that's been – that's been the biggest piece, getting these guys to understand who they are and what they do and why they do it and believing in it. And once they believe in it, the culture hopefully will take care of itself. Yeah, there's no doubt. I've seen such a growth in that position. It's been fantastic. And, and you know, as we now then start to get some guys back, I think developing that depth with the guys absolutely. that are taking so many reps right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be huge, especially going into fall and going into season, having guys that actually have taken those reps instead of stood on the sideline and you hope they learn by osmosis. Yeah, that's right. right. They've yeah. actually done it. They they know it. So now you're as a coach, I'm a little less afraid to put him in there because I know yeah. he's got the rep before. That's right. Well, I tell you, I. Uh, can't tell you how excited I am that not only is Tavita still here, which I can't believe, <laughs> uh, but uh, the fact that, that the transition's been so smooth to O-line. And yet s there was another kind of big thing that happened in your life. Oh, other, other than the fact you got a blue pickup. <laughs> um, yep. but and, and by the way, nice camper on it. Too. Thank you that, very that's much. a nice topper. Yeah, it it makes that. me like the blue a little bit more. The blue yeah. pickup. Okay, I got you. But uh, tell us about something else yes. that happened in your so life recently. I have a newborn. I yeah. got a baby boy who was born February 2nd, so he's about two months old now. Um, he actually had a little doctor's appointment this morning, and I'm very proud to say doctor predicts he's going to be 6'7", so I might have another <laughs> oh tackle goodness. on my hands. <laughs> there is no doubt. Uh, oh, yeah. So Start I, the recruiting. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he is a chunk. My, my man loves to eat, and I – I love fat babies. So. Yeah. So, 
But you know, I'm kind of curious because the age difference between the <laughs> newest one and then the next youngest, what is that? Yeah, so that my oldest right yet? now just turned 14 yeah. yesterday, uh-huh. and then my daughter's a 12-year-old. Yeah. yeah, and so now then I have this newborn, Tyson Tabita. And, um, the Boy, good if we had time to dig into that story. Well. Oh, gosh, you know what? Uh, so at first, uh, you know, I was a little nervous. I was a little scared, right? This is my nightmare. I got newborns and teenagers. Like, That's oh, right. my gosh. Um, but it's actually been pretty awesome because we got built-in babysitters. That's right. <laughs> so. And, you know, as soon as that actually went down, I had to actually bring Tavita in and have that talk with him, you know, about <laughs> how this happens. You know, it was a little uncomfortable. But, you know, it's like, hey, you're like my own son. <laughs> yeah, so we're cooling it off now though we're, we're, yeah we're cooling off that's awesome well i'm glad you took the time to jump in here and i'll get your ass back to yes work. sir all absolutely right. fire right. up thanks all right tavita thompson you said it can't believe he's uh still here for you guys and back in that offensive line spot boy he's going to be a good piece in your coaching staff well and, there. and the fact he's been here from the get-go and he, he's seen what we want to do and how we want to do it and you know i've just seen a, a new you know, jumping those kids' steps um, with him in there. Uh, in, and we've got to get back to, you know, those guys understanding the importance of dominating the game. And and you can tell by talking to them, and it's it's uh, pretty awesome to see. He, uh, he understands that type of bub tradition that's, that's been around here at CMU on the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, and, and, you know, I, we, we had it going pretty good, um, you know, and obviously stumbled last year, you know, at, at, at that spot now. You know, you lose two guys to the NFL in this, you know, draft choices that both started. Um, and, you know, we need to grow up is what we need to do. We had um, an awful lot of young kids playing in there, and, and now they're a year older, and hopefully they learn from uh, taking some whoopings like they did, you know, what it's going to take uh, to get through the season. Well, before we get to the season, and this is going to be after spring ball is done, you've got um, – an autism awareness event that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, Xavier uh, and his foundation, uh, we're going to be doing a uh, dinner auction out at uh, the Soaring Eagle, and it's on uh, April 20th and uh, from 6 to 8, and I promise I'll keep it tight, all right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, uh, actually my wife Karen's heavily involved, and, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to – to, to give back and, and we're so fortunate in the things that, that we've been given and and uh, allowed to do and, and Xavier's a guy I think people are going to really love his energy um, and the things he's done uh, to bring awareness uh, to autism and, and um, it should be fun we're going to have a we're going to have a good time out there I guarantee you it's not going to be stiff I ain't into these stiff banquets so uh, we're, we're going to make sure we have some fun and and uh, you know everybody's welcome there's some tables available and in uh should be a good time looks like uh six to eight as you mentioned general admission fifty dollars campus students can get in for 25 vip admission which is limited is 150 and uh to purchase tickets you can go right on to xavier's website which is xavier x-a-v-i-e-r degroat d-e-g-r-o-a-t foundation.org and you can actually purchase tickets right there online so that's really that's really cool that you're going to take the time to do that and uh, do it right here in the Mount Pleasant community and like you said a chance to give back a chance to give back and and 
you know, then being an, being able to go do it out at such a great place as Soaring Eagle, I, uh, you know, that is a that is a <laughs> beautiful hotel. It's a convention center, and and uh, you know, we we're just really lucky to have that facility and and you know the the quality of the facility right here in Mount Pleasant. That is again April twentieth, six to eight o'clock, as Coach Max said. That's at uh, the Soaring Eagle. That'll be after spring ball concludes because you guys are done April 15th, yeah, I believe. So yeah, five we'll, more practices we'll, to squeeze we'll in. We'll be done moving in uh, to that following week. Uh, well, actually, that following week, uh, it, it, there's a lot of things that you do in preparation for your summer study on future opponents, things of common opponents we've had that have given us trouble. Um, you actually hit on some of those things. So when you get back and you get to some of that install, it's not the first time they've heard it or first time they've seen it. So uh, that's kind of what those practices will be all about. And uh, then the kids will hit finals. And uh, and uh, there's Brandon, by the way. <laughs> oh, he, he made it. He just walked by. But you know what? He, he You're going to be on next week's show. Sorry, man. Unless you yeah. want a third yeah, interviewee. Yeah, I, it, yeah, get, you go get back to work, too, okay? <laughs> all right. But uh, – um, Live in in <laughs> podcast entertainment. This has been amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, no, the uh, uh, when you look at what we try to get accomplished, then obviously we finish up our kids. Then we'll have a couple weeks with Joel, get into finals. Uh, coaches will go on the road recruiting. Obviously, it'll be a heavy recruiting time for us as as everything has moved up so much. Um, and then into the month of June, which are camps and, and uh, more official visits and that type of thing. Um, so uh, next season will be here before we know it. It always comes quick, doesn't it, which is why we love it because this is kind of the, the bummer part for us fans of football. We're, we're waiting now. As but, the but, you know, we just had, you know, you think about what a great, I mean, we just had the Final Four and, and both the women's and the men's. I mean, that was fantastic. And, and uh, you know, then we head into – well, tradition like no other. That's you right. Know, uh, when you talk about the Masters, and uh, that'll be a great week uh, weekend here uh, with Easter coming up, and and um, a lot of a lot of really cool things. You know, obviously, it's always you get spring out there, you get opening baseball. There's there's things to look forward to, uh, and for us, you know, looking forward to finishing out spring ball with a bang. You got a master's pick who's going to take it home this weekend? You know, I don't. I, You know, I had to probably just go ahead and just start a, you know, some kind of argument right now. I hope it's a live player just to kind of, <laughs> you know, just to kind of see him argue some more. You know what I'm getting at? That's right. Over what? I mean, collusion? You know, I don't, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't really get it. So, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not into the politics, so don't shoot me on that. But, um, you know, I just, I think it'll be great. I, I'm kind of looking forward to that part of it. Yeah. I uh, I'm excited. It's always, as you said, a tradition like no other. And there's sporting events in this country, but the Masters. I like how they keep it traditional. Yes. And how no phones, no running on the course. They've yeah. got their menu items. Like it's yeah. just, it's kind of a niche thing. But that's that's what golf is, and I think they do a really really good job with it. Yeah, you know, it's um, I I was blessed to be able to play three days there at, at Augusta uh, with some friends and, and uh, you talk about some of those traditions the the bacon, lettuce, tomato and egg salad sandwich mm. unbelievable 
That's the go-to. I mean, I'm telling you, I was like, hey, do I got to go back out for the second round? <laughs> I, I think I'll just stay here and have a few more of these. Second and third round of yeah. uh, the sandwiches. Yeah, that's there what, you go. That's what you're looking at. Okay, the last thing I wanted to talk about, this is non-sports, uh, but this is Montana-related. Uh-huh. Now, I want to be careful with this because this was, this was not a good situation. Um, there's been some train derailments yeah. within the United States, and, Coach, this one was an hour from where you grew up. Yeah, it was, and, and uh, you know, you, you're seeing some of this, um, and we were so fortunate as to some of those places that, you know, got hit on those derailments uh, and – you know, the cargo they were carrying were things that are, you know, causing people trouble. And I just, you know, my my thoughts go out to them uh, as that happened. And and yet, of course, it derails an hour from my hometown mm-hmm. and an hour from my lake cabin. It's about right there in the middle, uh, right by Quinn's Hot, Quinn Hot Springs. And when we heard about it, actually, my daughter, you know, reached out and said, God, is everybody okay? And we looked into it. And, you know, the cargo they were carrying uh, – the good part is, uh, you know, there wasn't any, you know, waste material. There wasn't anything like that. Nothing spilled. Yeah, well, there was nothing spilled that would cause anybody, you know, any harm. Right. Except a couple of those train guards. It was a great picture. I mean, <laughs> here on the bank, right by a river, are nothing but cases of Blue Moon and Coors Light, you know, <laughs> that, that came, that fell out. And the next thing you see are all these fishermen in their, their their boats out there in the river collecting and making sure none of the beer goes into the river. You know, they, they were helping That's you know, right. and clean up the cleanup site. I don't even think they needed to hire anybody for cleanup. I think the people in Montana just went <laughs> out there. In fact, the local bar in Dixon, I think, is having a hell of a two-for-one <laughs> special right now. Imagine that somehow none of the beer made it down the river. It all none, got taken care none of. None all got and taken that's true. care of. And that, that is a true story. And there's some unbelievable pictures. And the only thing I was excited about, it wasn't the Fabiano that's brothers right. Bud and Bud Light, because I know how important that is to this area. You can't waste the Bud and Bud Light. No, that's exactly that, right. That you have to really earn for. You got you got to pay the extra money for the Bud and Bud Light. That's but, right. Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Not, no harmful spills, which was great. And obviously, it's going to take a lot of time to get the the cars and the train part the the part of the uh, the train obviously cleaned up because it's kind of wedged in there. I think at the Clark Fork yeah, River. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. But the beer has been handled. They but got the all beer's that. been handled. It was in fact it might have been the the quickest cleanup in the history of a train derailment in ever. Straight facts from yes. Jim McElwain yeah. right there. Well. Wow, I don't know where we go from there. Yeah, but, uh, I don't. What a, what a good show, though. We had uh, Demon Williams, former player uh-huh. of mine, and a guy recruited from way back uh, here in town visiting, and it was good to see him walk by. And this is actually a pretty cool place to do this podcast because you just never know who you're going to see walking by. You had so many firsts. We had yeah. you bring in somebody brand new, then we had you shuffle somebody away. <laughs> Brandon Torrey, you'll go next week. Yeah, that's exactly how it's going to work. It's a hot commodity here on the on the Coach yeah. Mac well, podcast. Well, you can see the people want on. That's right. They heard they heard that we have such a good uh, listenership, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy about. I mean, it's great that people are listening and means a lot i appreciate it yeah thank you so much for tuning in and uh, hope you enjoy this episode we'll be back again next week and um i will try my best to ask about those quarterbacks but uh you know it is the coach mac podcast so you say what you want yeah <laughs> you know what we've, we've got three of them and they all get a play i love Friday, it so. you can't you can't beat that well hey have a have a good week of practice and uh enjoy your master's weekend and we'll see you next week all right happy easter to everybody out there. right